it's me, Jack Sislak, and you're listening to Radical Transparency, the SciSense podcast, where we talk about the latest and greatest in analytics, BI, and data, so you don't have to, but you can if you want. I'm on the phone today with Hamza from Harry Medica, and we're going to be talking about healthcare analytics. Please say hello, Hamza. Hi, Jack. Thanks for having me. Awesome. It's great to have you. And we're just going to jump into these questions. So first off, please just tell our listeners a bit about yourself, your background, and what Harry Medica is. Yeah, sure. Well, my name is Hamza. I'm uh, working for Gerimedica, which as a business developer and also as a science uh, liaison, I have a, a background in uh, health economics and uh, data modeling. And what uh, Gerimedica does is uh, we create an uh, electronic medical record for the elderly uh, care homes and nursing homes in, in the Netherlands so that physicians, uh, doctors, uh, physical therapists, etc., can use our system to uh, record or register the right amount of uh, data regarding their client, uh, all SaaS-based or SaaS-based, to provide them uh, the necessary software to keep their focus on treating the patient instead of just working in a software and uh, spending their entire day uh, registering all kinds of useless uh, uh, notes mm -hmm. uh, like other systems. Yeah. All right. Well, so the healthcare industry produces tons of data, right? Where does this data come from and sort of what are users doing right now or trying to do with it? Like what's the sort of state of the industry? Yeah. Well, Jack, so I think tons of data is more, more or less a bit of an understatement. I read a report of, from Stanford that said uh, that the healthcare industry was producing exabyte of, exabytes of data uh, where one exabyte is, I think, uh, 1,000 gigabytes, and they were talking about 2,000 exabytes, so uh, that is a lot of data. Wow. Uh, yeah, uh, and I think where, where doesn't that data come from? If you look at the entire healthcare industry, uh, data is, is created uh, everywhere. If it's not in the hospital itself, it's uh, right at home where uh, somebody would, could wear uh, an Apple Watch or a Fitbit or another smart device that would record uh, uh, healthcare data, similar to your phone that could track your, your steps or your calorie intake or your water intake. Uh, healthcare data is, is, is gathered everywhere. And if you look at, if you're looking at um, hospitals or, or healthcare institutions, um, of course, they, they, they produce data from uh, writing uh, treatment protocols yep. In, yep. In, in, their, in their software packages, but also a lot of data is, is stored in all those machines uh, or in photos like mm -hmm. x-rays or, or, or MRIs. In my opinion, uh, that on the one hand, we could really improve the, the data gathering, mm -hmm. uh, but also the data usage or using that data to improve uh, the way of working or improve the way we give treatment or care to, to patients or to people in general. Oh, sure. Yeah, yeah that, that sounds like definitely the, the best case scenario for the use of healthcare analytics is to improve quality of care. It's a very human centric yeah. uh, industry. And, you know, that's the that's the ultimate goal, right? Is that, you know, save some lives, improve some lives. Yeah, I think so. Because in the end, where we are all humans and, yeah. and we can all make mistakes and we can all forget things and someone that has 40 years of experience and mm -hmm. knowledge uh, is further ahead than somebody that they just finished their uh, uh, doctor's degree and right. just started working out. Uh, I think it's 
I think it was IBM that cre that uh, produced or created the, the AI called Watson. Yes, yep. Where that that Watson would uh, scan tons of reports and or publications, research, etc. So that as a doctor you could ask them, ask Watson or submitted a few uh, variables, and then it would scan all those reports and give back the the the, the, the treatments that would have right. the highest possibility of, of curing that specific symptom or illness. Uh, and I think, yeah, we're just at the, the frontier uh, of what's to come, uh, of really using data to uh, analyze how we're doing things and to improve on it, yeah. Oh, yeah, totally. I remember seeing similar things. Uh, I forget if it was Watson or which AI or machine learning system was doing this where – if it looked at um, scans of various uh, patients and was able to correctly ascertain, I forget, the presence of, I think, a tumor or some kind of uh, malady to a, like a, a comparable degree to human uh, people who would have experience yeah. looking for that sort of stuff. So they're like, yep, this is it. We found it. And that's just, you know. I know. Yeah, I, I know what you're talking about. I've, I've read about it. I, I cannot recall the name <laughs> of the company, but. They were trained uh, an AI to read uh, uh, X-ray uh, mm -hmm. uh, images mm -hmm. uh, up to a point that uh, the AI was better or uh, more accurate than uh, a radiologist in interpreting uh, those images and, and seeing if there was something uh, like a tumor right. or something else right. uh, bothering that, that patient. So I think, yeah, th these are just the first steps. Uh, of using data and data analytics mm -hmm. towards something big. Yeah. As I mentioned before, using AI and images, uh, before I worked at Gigamedica, I was working at an uh, insurance company where we also used AI uh, in cooperation with a, with a, a startup um, from the UK mm -hmm. that could read uh, or they created an AI that could analyze and, or interpret it interpret mm -hmm. uh, photos, images of damaged cars mm -hmm. and could easily produce a calculation of what the re repair cost would be in just mere seconds uh, at a cost of uh, a few euros or pounds, yeah. where uh, in, the, in the normal way of working, a loss adjuster would have yep. to see the yep. photos, it would write a report, uh, would look sometimes have, even have to visit the, mm -hmm. the body shop to to really look at the car, which would take hours and also uh, a lot of uh, dollars to yeah. uh, to just get a a, re a loss adjusting report. So I think, yeah, I think in in some in some uh, uh, different markets or segments uh, they are maybe a, a little bit further along. <laughs> uh, but I think the healthcare is 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 uh, catching up quickly. So it sounds like users in the healthcare space know they need analytics, but they aren't always in possession of the right tools to get the most out of their data. Can you speak to the state of analytics in the healthcare industry a bit and go into a little more detail there? Yeah, sure. Uh, do you know what I think, Jack? I think that uh, data or data analytics or really getting value out of data is uh, not being used or properly used enough. Uh, if, if you're looking, if we're looking at the, the Dutch uh, market, we see that data and data analytics is primarily used for people at with a with a finance uh, background mm -hmm. uh, using dashboards or excel sheets or whatnot uh, to look at uh, uh, well finance statements to look at production mm -hmm. uh, parameters uh, well what we've seen and uh, what we well now know and what we've validated is that 
if you look at nurses, if you look at physical therapists, if you look at doctors, if you look at researchers, uh, everybody close to uh, the care process, close to the patient, is acring for data and insights and data mm-hmm. analytics. And we see that there isn't, at the moment, not uh, a tool or a way that is good enough uh, or easy enough to use for them to gain the insights that they're desperately looking for. Uh, and that's also what we've noticed when we were validating the need for BI and or data analytics within the, the nursing and the elderly homes uh, is that because all or the currently in place uh, applications that they are using mm-hmm. are a steep uh, learning curve or a high uh, barrier of entry that doctors cannot uh, answer the questions that they mm-hmm. that they have. Uh, and yeah, with the help of, of SciSense, we were able to create easily to interpret dashboards uh, that that really benefit doctors uh, and nurses. We have doctors that are uh, designers and that are designing their own dashboards on their on our entire uh, data set, uh, combining uh, millions of rows and records just to to get the answers that that they are looking for. And I see that 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 yeah, times are changing. So we see changes happening, but I think it's still in, in its infancy, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and that we can really improve a lot on getting the right insights or analytics at the right place uh, within the process. Yeah, that's really interesting because you, you we think of these people as being such capable healthcare practitioners and the, the ones we depend on to take care of us, and then you know here's this other piece of software that's designed for them. But at the same time, not really meeting their needs. So you you guys put together something in the middle to help them get what they're looking for more simply. Exactly, exactly. You have to imagine that that a doctor or a nurse they don't they don't work from nine to five. They they work from seven to seven or from seven sure. to twelve. They yeah. work Weird hours. long hour shifts. Yeah. Uh, so that and their mindset is all focused on helping the patient, <laughs> uh, curing the patient, yeah. solving the mysteries. Uh, and yeah, I can imagine that you do not have time to uh, uh, scour through through all kinds of, of tables or yeah. tables, looking at numbers. No, you want an easy to interpret dashboard that tells a story from A to Z, and that at one look in five seconds, you know, okay, this is how I can answer my question. And I think in that area, there's a lot of a lot to improve on, and mm-hmm. uh, I think that's that's all. That's what we always, what we also see as uh, one of the success uh, of what we're doing now is that because we're creating such easy to interpret dashboard, really focused on certain aspects of the, the process, uh, is that doctors are yeah, just logging in every day to 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 just answer the, the sometimes basic, sometimes complex questions that they have regarding treatment or 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 care or how the, uh, the entire process is, is going. Um, and it's yeah, I think it's a little bit of a shame that um, that organizations uh, or hospitals are still seeing BI as something that is uh, for the more of a staff mm-hmm. uh, application instead of really putting it to use where yeah the need is the biggest. Yeah, this was this was sort of that sort of leads into my next question. So it sounds like what you're saying is that the people who were already using 
the the analytical tools are like like you said all all in the finance area, the billing department or whatever, and there weren't really the frontline um, medical practitioners actually using it, and so that's sort of the the big place to to go in and for healthcare analytics to start like we were talking earlier, save some lives, change uh, change some lives, improve quality of care for people. Exactly, exactly, yeah. And so uh, why don't we so... why don't we skip forward a little bit and you we we can talk about Herimedica. And you you mentioned your your embedded analytics, uh, so you know part of part of the software. Why don't you take us through that story? Like, what made you decide to start doing this? And then, what does your solution look like for your users? And then, how are they using it? And what wins have you seen? You can just t- take that however you want. So, Jack, yeah. So when we started out with uh, SciSense uh, and our own uh, product, we really wanted to validate with our end users what was the best way we could uh, leverage. The application or and the data uh, towards those end users uh, was it just going to be logging into SciSense, giving them a few dashboards, or should we go further than that and 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 also integrate uh, dashboards or several visualizations in our own application? So we started out with some ideas and and brainstorming and and doing workshops with end users to really get to uh, what they were looking for and what they need in the end and. We came up with with a with a two-way solution. So, uh, the real data analytics uh, data analytics in the in the organizations just log in into our SciSense application and create dashboards themselves. Uh, use Insight Miner to get all kinds of insights um, and use other plugins and functionalities that we uh, put to the put to the test. Mm-hmm. Uh, and if you look at the more regular users or end users within organizations like nurses, doctors, mm-hmm. uh, physiotherapists, etc. cetera. Uh, on the one hand, we've integrated key uh, visualizations and dashboards in our application. So when they open a certain record from a client mm-hmm. or when they go to a ward to see an overview, we've included key uh, visualizations to uh, instantly interpret what's going on uh, in that ward of what's going on with a specific patient. Uh, so we do not crowd our application with all kinds of uh, visualizations. We just look at the one or two or three perhaps mm-hmm. that are very crucial to the process and uh, give those back to, to the end users. And furthermore, we also want to empower uh, the doctors, etc., to also create their own visualizations. And if they have a question like, how is this is this treatment beneficial for our client or uh, what is the averages that we see uh, comparing treatments comparing um, the, the the care that's being put in by the different staff members mm-hmm. if they have a question like that we also want to empower them to uh, answer the, those questions themselves with the use of SciSense. so within or yeah within our application we've also created a deep link or a link uh, towards the SciSense application, so they can go from the one place where they can see their clients, go to the analytics page, and just create dashboards or visualizations themselves. We've trained a lot of uh, of the end users. We created uh, a very nice uh, help environment with a lot of videos to uh, keep them going. Uh, and what we've seen is that that doctors, when they are facing a question mm-hmm. uh, regarding treatment, regarding wards, or whatnot, uh, we see more and more that they uh, go into SciSense, create dashboards, create all kinds of visualizations 
sometimes easy and sometimes also very complex Interesting. to see uh, if there are like significant uh, variables mm -hmm. in the treatment process that uh, delay the care given or in increase um, uh, the, the, the caring process so that the clients or the patient, sorry, mm -hmm. uh, improve better over time. Right. Uh, so we see that that by walking a two-way street, mm -hmm. let's say, uh, we get the best of best of both ends, and and really empower not only the regular staff members but also the nurses and doctors where, well, we where we've created. Mm -hmm. uh, the solution for. Yeah, that is really interesting. I wanted to sort of explore both those avenues just briefly before we move on with sort of larger topics. So it sounds like you had to do a bunch of sort of conversations in the run up to this and really dig into exactly what they wanted to see ahead of time. And then you also, like you were saying, empowering, that's a, that's a word we like a lot around here. Um, you're talking about empowering them to really dig into SciSense and use it to build their own stuff. So can you talk just briefly a little bit more about, you know, what those conversations were like from a, like a user testing and a development kind of standpoint? Yeah, sure. So, so as mentioned before, we did a lot of workshops with, mm -hmm. with, with our end users and the, the question uh, from our side that was asked the most was, what are you going to use it for? Mm -hmm. yeah, that's, uh, a good think, that's a good question. <laughs> I think that's a very important question because uh, in essence, we, there's a lot of data being generated or gathered uh, in our application and a lot of data is then being exposed to the end users to, to gain insights in. Right. Uh, and what they do in the beginning, because they, came, they come from nothing or a little and they go to a lot, <laughs> is that they are just going to create dashboards and visualizations on everything. Right, uh, right. Which crowds it and, and you, where you also create dashboards slash visualizations that uh, you create once, you look at it once, and then you think, <laughs> okay, and then the, a year a year goes by and nothing happens. Right. So when 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 going to the table uh, and doing the workshops with with the end users, uh, they gave a lot of feedback and a lot of um, ideas, and all we did was ask, what are you going to use it for? Sure. Is this a visualization or a dashboard where you would log in every day? Mm -hmm. uh, or, does it answer a question that you have or that you face every day or every week? Yeah. Uh, and by doing that, asking that question, we really drill down to, I think in the end we had around, I think 400 or 500 different KPIs that were being asked for. Wow. And we drilled it down to, to, to around, I think 30 or 40 uh, really specific ones, key ones that well, around like, Eight mm -hmm. of those were for doctors, and, and five of those were for nurses, etc. So, just bringing that down to 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 a smaller number also created a more importance and relevance yeah. of those KPIs. Yeah. Yeah, that's amazing from just a like a product development standpoint, because sometimes you know your your internal clients or your your external customers, whomever, will ask you for what they think they need, and then if you just build it for them. They won't use it as much as they think they would, but if you take the time and really like ask these questions and drill down, you end up with a narrower, a narrower focus that actually does accomplish something that's really useful to the in the end user. Exactly, exactly. So uh, at the beginning, when when talking with with end users, a few organizations already had some kind of BI tooling in place, 
and talking about what they had in place, they would say, yeah, we already have 600 dashboards. And I, I, I was thinking by myself, well, that's a lot. Yeah. And then I, I, I asked some follow-up questions and they would say, yeah, we created a dashboard and then someone would look at it and two years later, it will be looked at again. And then they would say, well, the filters is still Oof. on uh, 2016. You need Ugh. to change it to 2019. Yeah, and that, yeah. that is something we want to prevent. Um, so yeah, from a, like a commercial point of view, you could say, well, we have a hundred dashboards right out of the box, uh, which you can choose from. Mm -hmm. uh, and, I, and I think, well, that is not the right way to go. I think it's quality right. over quantity. Absolutely. It's better, have, it's better to have, for example, 20 key dashboards mm -hmm. than to have a hundred of those. So uh, that's what we're aiming for. I couldn't agree more. And I hope there's some people listening to this right now who are kind of like shaking their heads, being like, yep, I've used a product like this, or I've, I'm building this right now. I got to re-examine what I'm doing. Or hopefully there's people who are like, yep, no, we're doing the same thing. This is great. We're on the same page here. <laughs> I am too, too, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so, and just to pivot off that to go the other way. So you're saying not only did you really work with your end users to make sure you were building something that they would actually use, but then you also gave them the ability to dig into you know, side, the underlying SciSense system and build stuff that would work for them. So just to maybe talk a little bit more about like how that whole process went and you said you did a lot of training to, to empower people and then also built a, a nice help zone for them to learn more on their own. For us, this is not our core business. Mm -hmm. uh, mm -hmm. Our core business is to create the perfect medical record system a, 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 a physician or a doctor could or a nurse can use. Mm -hmm. So what we didn't want to do is create a a BI solution and that for everything, for every change or for every yeah. wish you want, you have to um, hire us to create it for you. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we're not a consulting firm, we're a software developing firm. Okay. So we really wanted to empower the users or the organizations themselves to create the dashboards that they need without going by us. Right. Uh, and to do so, we, we, we really needed to think differently. Uh, we did, we, did not want to create product mm -hmm. or, or a BI solution. No, we wanted to create a service, Yeah, a, a BI service. Uh, and that service contains that um, we do all the heavy lifting mm -hmm. uh, and create a, an equal platform for all. And you as an organization or you as an end user can, can feel empowered to just go to the application and create a dashboard uh, very easily. So uh, in, in all the heavy lifting is, is the data modeling in, yeah. in the Elasticube to create yeah. it as simple and as possible. Uh, so we try to avoid the many-to-many -many relations. We try mm -hmm. to combine tables as much as we can to keep an overview. So to make it as simple as possible for a doctor to find what he wants to find. Uh, so that that is where we start. Uh, where we started. Uh, we also created a few uh, template dashboards, mm -hmm. a, a, a few uh, very cool visualizations. So that you can just copy the entire dashboard and change it, or copy a few visualizations and, and to their own dashboard. And, and besides that, we also, uh, like you mentioned before, we have a nice help environment mm -hmm. where, of course, there's documentation, um, but also uh, a lot of videos. We do uh, uh, monthly or bi-monthly uh, webinars uh, where we oh, do cool. Q and where we just uh, where we ask a specific uh, organization to come up with a, a problem uh, and we create a dashboard real-time on, online live with an audience and we're going to create a dashboard together and, and just awesome show show those users how you could use 
uh, or leverage mm -hmm. all this potential of science towards your towards answering your question. Uh, so we, we really put a lot of effort and energy into creating that service and all its components instead of uh, focusing on uh, yeah focusing on bill bill billable hours. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's it really sounds like I'm glad we got this on the podcast. I want to just get this recorded. That like this just sounds like best practices for how to really whatever your product is really serve your end users and like we again to use that word empower them to yeah. get the most out of it on their own. That's our that's our main focus. Yeah, and, and for for your listeners, uh, mm -hmm. I, uh, I I was present at the Science Connect event in London uh, last year. I think it was in November. Cool. I also did a presentation uh, on how we. Uh, set up our, our, our service. Uh, I think it was recorded and also uh, transformed into a blog post. So if your users are in, if your listeners are interested, I think it's on the SciSense website uh, on the blogs that you can find the, the video and, and, and the blog post containing the steps that we took to, to get where we are today. Awesome. All right. So we went with a little micro there. Now let's go macro again. Let's talk about some major trends you see in the healthcare and specifically the healthcare analytics space. Where is the market going in terms of analytics? I see a, sh I see a shift in, in, in analytics uh, similar to what we're doing now. So at the moment, at the moment uh, a large portion of the analytics is still only being leveraged by uh, controllers or mm -hmm. by uh, members of, of, of the finance staff and, and not um, being brought to the the, the care process, the, yeah, yeah. the care side of, of the organizations. Uh, and we, we see that, uh, well, if we're talking about the Netherlands, we see that more and more uh, organizations are leveraging data uh, by, uh, by giving those insights to doctors and mm -hmm. nurses and, and, and other practitioners. I think it's still a bit early on, if we look at the general picture, there are only few few uh, organizations being the first movers, uh, so to say, or early adapters. Uh, but I really think that uh, leveraging data or analytics is is becoming a more and more integrated into the caring process. What if there was someone or or an application that would gather all the the information and insights that's being written in, in, in research papers or other publications uh, and aggregates that. And as a doctor, uh, when seeing a patient that has specific symptoms, you could just go online, go go uh, go into an application, uh, write down what it is, uh, ask a few questions, uh, send it into the analytics machine and it would process it and, and, and scour through all those research papers and then get back to the doctor or the GP and saying, well, we think it's this and this, and in, in 80%, this treatment has, has created the, the bigger benefit for the patient, and, and in 70%, this specific medication was most beneficial. So I really think that is the the, the way to go short term, for sure, to, to, to leverage the analytics that, um, to, to, yeah, to leverage the analytics more on the, on the treatment side. And in general, uh, if you look at data, I think the the the, the usage of uh, AI or, and in particular, uh, for example, image recognition, mm -hmm. where, mm -hmm. it, yeah, not to repeat myself too often, but I think that's really the way to go. Just to to I don't do I don't believe that a, a doctor can be replaced by a machine. 
because I think human interaction is one of the key components in the treatment process. But just helping uh, those practitioners, helping those caretakers um, make better decisions based on data uh, would improve the, the process and the treatment overall. Oh, yeah, totally. For like you were saying, the image recognition, those rote tasks where we know we can train AIs to be really, really good at this. I really believe that. Awesome. Yeah, I think that's a big focus of this conversation has really been getting analytics and insights into the hands of medical practitioners to improve the lives of actual humans. I think that's a huge takeaway here. And yeah. so let's let's take a next step there. We talk, You talked a little bit about the trends in the space and how you also built your analytics solution into your software. How will we see analytics integrated into medical software in the future? In my opinion, it will be in the beginning more and more a request that, that organizations will have when uh, looking at medical software or buying mm -hmm. it, wanting mm. to license it. I think at the moment it's not a key component in their uh, search uh, when doing a vendor selection, but I think I think it will be in a couple of years. It will be one of the prime points that uh, doctors do not have to write down uh, the entire conversation, but with specific keywords. Uh, they could integrate uh, data coming from different places into their into their notes. Mm -hmm. uh, and li like I mentioned before, uh, I think that uh, helping doctors with their decision-making process, with their treatment, yeah. uh, would be really get a bigger role uh, in the future. Uh, at Gerimedica, we're already trying to use uh, analytics in our software. Uh, be it now with dashboard visualizations, but now right. we're also working at using uh, an AI uh, for our clients. Uh, so in the, in the client portal, we just created an app. They can just talk to the app uh, and it will respond with whatever uh, answer uh, belongs to that question. Uh, so because our, our clients or the patients that uh, are in our system are mostly elderly that are mm -hmm. uh, less mobile or um, are not as uh, adept to mobiles as the youth among <laughs> us. Uh, yeah, or, or or even have less lesser eyesight because of the age. Oh yeah, that's that's a huge factor. Yeah. Yeah, if you can just you don't have to type, you don't have to read. If you can just talk to our application, and our application talks back to you saying, "Yep." Oh, uh, to, uh, next week you, you have three appointments. Uh, uh, two of them are with a the physical therapist. One is with the doctor. Uh, the doctor that will be uh, seeing you is uh, Doctor X. Uh, here's a photo of Doctor X, so you can oh, recognize wow. him. So, and that's all based on speech, uh, and that's only on our on our clients uh, or patients. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. But on 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 our end user side, we're gonna go even further. Also using uh, uh, speech uh, and also integrating uh, AI to uh, advise uh, or give advice to doctors mm -hmm. when they're, <laughs> when they're uh, writing down certain amounts of data uh, in 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 a rec in the record of of of, of a patient. Yeah. Uh, when some certain keywords come up, our machine already starts or the engine already starts uh, rattling and gives. Uh, uh, yeah, give certain feedback based on uh, the age of the of the patient. Is it a male or female? Mm -hmm. What are the symptoms uh, and, and and other variables? Uh, so we can really make sure that the doctors can make a an informed decision and yeah. 
instead of only thinking and looking at other sources to confirm the symptoms or the treatment, mm -hmm. they can mm -hmm. really give more attention to the to the patient itself. Right. Yeah, the system with the AI you're talking about, like this is an automated assistant kind of. It's like, hey, I already compiled all this research for you. I checked against what you're talking about. Looks like, you know, it's, you know, circumstance X, here's the treatment Y, and it should have outcome Z. And if it doesn't, I've got other options for you. And you can look into those as well. Exactly. Yeah. I, I, That's I so don't know cool. If you, if you don't, I don't know if you recognize this, Jack, but uh, sometimes I, I, I also have to go to, to a GP mm -hmm. and then you just sit in an office across uh, a doctor behind the desk, and all you <laughs> see is them typing in the computer. And oh, typing, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> asking you questions, uh, sometimes giving you eye contact, but most of the time they're just, just writing down or clicking because mm -hmm. their system is so outdated or yeah. so, it's such a burden. And what you want is that they stop looking at the computer and just keep looking at you yeah, man. And, and give you the attention that you deserve. And Absolutely. For that to happen, the software that that those mm -hmm. GPs or doctors or whatnot are using yep. yeah, needs to be uh, on a much higher level than it is now. And 100%, I think hundred percent agree. Yeah, and I think integrating analytics or or the data or AI, like what we just discussed before, is 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 going to make that happen. Awesome. Yeah, it sounds like it's it's a it's a thing that they don't even realize that they need or realize what a big impact it could make to their lives until you know they're going to start seeing their colleagues get it or they're going to be at a conference or something and they're going to hear about oh yeah i've got this new thing it really helps me aggregate a bunch of these data and give me all these insights really quickly and they'll say well i want that and then they'll start looking like you were saying i, I think you really hit the nail on the head they don't know that they're missing it but it is going to start to become this decision making factor when they're getting medical record software and and looking for something that doesn't just fill that need as like you know, here, just write down some information, stick it in a file. It's like, no, no, help us learn from that information and improve quality of care. Exactly. It's, it's all about making the digital more human, more personal. Absolutely. Awesome. That's, you know, and I think, honestly, we live in a weird age where I feel like everything I write, I always include a line about how fast data is growing and about how we need new solutions to really handle that. And you know, we talked about that earlier, about just how there's so much medical data just constantly more and more of it getting produced every day. But if yeah. we don't figure out a way to make those insights accessible to humans, it's worthless. It's a distraction. Exactly. Yeah. All right. Well, I think we, we got a lot of great stuff here. Any final thoughts on the future of the healthcare analytics or the things our listeners should keep in mind about the industry when building their own analytics solutions or, or thinking about it or, or, you know, just final thoughts. Yeah, sure. So for the listeners that are building their own analytics solutions, I think the best practice what I've learned is talk to your end users, talk to your clients mm -hmm. and, mm -hmm. and really follow up on, on what they want and what they need, uh, spe specifically what they need, because what they want is not always what they need. <laughs> uh, just yeah, keep asking the, the tough questions and really follow through uh, mm -hmm. to the bottom line. And yeah, I think it's quality over quantity, uh, which is uh, most important. And I think, yeah, if we look at the future of healthcare analytics, uh, I don't want to repeat myself, but I think you Go ahead. Uh, summarized <laughs> it very well, Jack, uh, in your last sentence. It's just, just we need to make sure that, that all the digital uh, things that are happening, that we make sure that it's being, yeah, would you say that implemented well enough uh, within mm -hmm. the end users? Uh, because in the end, it's all about helping those end users create a better experience, create a better process, uh, improve the 
treatment of care prove the, the care given. And I think that is in healthcare what it's all about. It's all about making sure that the patient that you're seeing or that is using uh, the healthcare is being treated to the best possible way. And I think that is where something that we need to focus on when building, on the one hand, an analytic solution, but also building something else uh, when focusing on healthcare. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I'm 100% in agreement. I think that's a really hopeful note to end on. Again, you know, empowering humans to help other humans. And yeah, I really want to thank you. I really want to thank you again for your time and your insights. This has been really interesting, far-ranging conversation. And uh, yeah, thanks again for being on the podcast. Great. No problem. Thank you for having me, Jack. All right. Take care, everybody. Check out the previous stuff we have from Hamsa and build boldly, everybody. Take care.